Sometimes you're now tuned in to another opinionated episode of the Second Opinion Podcast, covering every topic in the world of gaming that we can think of. Gaming is our passion, and podcasting is our profession. Celeb and Bolts podcasting since 2011. The Second Opinion Podcast starts now. Welcome back to your regularly scheduled Second Opinion Podcast. Things have been rough over the past few weeks. Hell, even the past few months. With the holidays upon us, things are getting crazier and crazier every single day. I know I've made this promise to you guys, our listeners, many a times and said that we were going to be more consistent and have more content for you than we have ever had before. But as per usual, things hit the fan in my life. Not only has uh, work been extremely hectic, but also being a husband and a father is something that uh, I hold near and dear to my heart. So it's really hard to stretch that schedule out with a full-time job and also trying to make sure that I'm there for my family. So sometimes things do get put on the back burner, but... I want you guys to know that we have a lot of plans for the podcast in the near future. We plan on setting up a lot of content for the future, including interviews, bringing back some of the great segments we used to have in the podcast, like the head-to-head segment, as well as having our co-host rejoin the show. We really hope you enjoy this episode of the podcast, and we hope that you could check us out at Cinelinks.com, and please make sure to subscribe. We have a ton of stuff coming very soon for you guys and i just want you all to know the people that have stuck with us thank you so much for listening and uh enjoy what's going on guys welcome back to another episode of the second opinion podcast episode number 331 it is your boy celeb back again it's been some time. It's been two months since we've actually done an episode of the podcast. Um, things have just been crazy, man. As you heard in the little intro I did, you know, uh, things have been wild. And sometimes, uh, as much as I hate it, we got to kind of put our passions and, and everything to to the side to make way for other things that are, are important in our life. And, you know, my kids are... Um, my kids, uh, my family, my wife, you know, they're uh, some of the best things uh, to happen to me. And, you know, uh, there's just a lot of times that I got to put things on hold. But we're back. And uh, I just want you guys to know that we do have some really cool content for you that is already pre-planned out ahead of time. So it's not going to be an empty promise as it previously has been before in the past. But Second Opinion Podcast, man. You know, we've been around for um, for a while. Um, we've been doing the podcast. Uh, this podcast, um, I know it's only 331 episodes. And that's what's sad about it is we've been doing this since 2011. And we're 10 years. <sighs> man, that's nuts. I've been doing the Second Opinion Podcast since 2011. And I only have 331 episodes. Where have I been? What am I doing with my life? Um, But anyways, guys, uh, I just want you guys all to know that um, I do appreciate everyone for sticking with me and uh, really 
trying their uh, damnedest to just push me to do more content and stuff like that. Big shout outs to, you know, Bolts, TJ, um, even uh, newly acquainted brother in gaming, George. Big shout outs to him as well. He's been uh, really kind of helping me along my way. Uh, kind of uh, challenging each other to do content. And uh, speaking of that, we actually have a video series, Celeb and Friends, coming um, uh, hopefully very soon. Uh, we played The Forest, and it's pretty hilarious. So make sure to check us out at youtube.com forward slash second opinion podcast for that. But we got a pretty good show here today. We're going to talk about, uh, as per usual, in our rebirth section, I think that, I thought that was a perfect title for this, you know, especially since not only have things been uh, uh, lining out pretty well for me in the last few weeks, but I got branded. Uh, I got the second opinion logo tattooed on my arm, and I have a slew of video game related tattoos that will be all surrounding that. And then I'm going to have the Cinelinks logo on there and all this stuff. It's going to be really, really cool. I can't, can't wait. But I just want you uh, guys to know that I just appreciate you. I can't say it enough. So let's go ahead and get down into it. What have I been gaming? So what have I been gaming recently? Um, there's been a lot, actually. Uh, I had the great pleasure of being able to do a review of Battlefield 2042. I played it from the 12th. And I got the review posted, um, actually, I think, on the 30th of November. Uh, there was about four days of me not being able to pretty much play anything. I uh, had a horrible connection issues. Um, but um, I gave the game a 3.5 out of 5, so definitely make sure to check out my full review. Uh, and I'll be talking briefly about it here in just a moment. But been playing the Grand Theft Auto Definitive uh, Edition as well. Uh, that's had uh, some pretty awesome things happening with it recently. Um, and I've been getting back into Death Stranding. So Death Stranding, uh, it's not that I didn't appreciate the game for what it was when it first came out. Um, but there... There were certain circumstances about the game that uh, I can't say I was... I can't say circumstances. Let's say there were certain things about the game that just made me kind of lose touch with what the game really uh, had to do with. Um, I'm kind of... I've always been the gamer that tries to give games their uh, due credit and not you know, quit a game within 30 minutes of playing it. But I have to say that I have to say Death Stranding definitely made me uh, drop out of it pretty quick. Um, the dialogue, a lot of the story and stuff like that, it really just was not grasping me. And when it came out, there was other games and I was just like, listen, I'm just going to put this on the back burner. But, you know, with the director's um cut coming out um i've really jumped back into it and i've just pushed through a lot of things that kind of bothered me about you know the the slow pacing of the game and the quote-unquote walking simulator aspect of the game and tried to uh appreciate the game for what it is for its you know beautiful scenery for its really great um acting and writing um so i'm i would probably say I'm about 
six hours into the game, and um, I'm fair, uh, really enjoying it, um, honestly, uh, a lot more than what I would have expected. So, um, And, of course, I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. Um, you know, I could play that game over and over and over again because it's just a phenomenal, phenomenal game. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I have actually been uh, playing recently. Um, oh, and I've been playing Halo Infinite uh, multiplayer. Um, very much enjoying my time in Halo Infinite. Uh, it is a, a phenomenal multiplayer experience, and one of the one of the modes that I have been playing a lot recently of that I didn't really expect to be playing a lot of is the big battle modes. And uh, you know, I think there's like 24 players in a match or something like that. And of course, it's not you know, it's not you know, Battlefield of 128 players or anything like that. But it is a uh, it is an enjoyable experience. It keeps you on the edge of your seat. There's a lot of times that I feel like I was pretty close to dying or had somebody right on right on my back or something like that. And, um, you know, a turnaround at last moment and, you know, give them that good old melee. And it's just, uh, it feels good. It feels really good to play Halo again. So um, I'm very excited for December 8th to come around and get into this amazing Halo storyline um, for Halo Infinite that is going to be coming about. Um, but uh, I'm trying to think. There was something else. For some reason, I jumped into playing Lawn Simulator. I don't know why. Don't judge me um, because, you know, uh, it, it has, it, it, it's been, as I said, it's been a tough couple of months, okay? But I, I found it very therapeutic. And it is on Xbox Game Pass right now. So if you want to try it out, give it a shot. It's Lawn Simulator, and it's available right now on Xbox Game Pass. And I got to say, I uh, I got to say, I, I was somewhat impressed with the, I don't know, simulation of, of uh, you know, mowing some lawns. It was, it was very relaxing. Um, with that said, guys, uh, I'm going to quickly, uh, jump into my review of Battlefield 2042. So Battlefield is a, um, Battlefield is a, a bundle of many things. Let's say that. So Battlefield 2042, um, launched on November 18th, um, and it is... It is one of the best battlefields I've played, but one of the most disappointing at the same time, if that makes sense. So here is my summary uh, for the game. Battlefield 2042 launched with more issues than we thought it would. With laggy gameplay and the lack of voice chat and a scoreboard right out of the box, I was pretty disappointed with what the game had to offer. I did decide to give the game a bit more time, though, and realize that there were some really great aspects that stand out. Uh, more than the negatives that uh, a lot of people have talked about, um, which that is very true. Uh, Battlefield has been extremely, extremely negatively review bombed on Steam recently, and and I don't feel that that is uh, that is a good representation of what this game is. Um, so with some fine tuning and some added features in the future, this could be one of the best Battlefields released. Battlefield Portal is looking to be one of the one of the this game's most ad exciting additions to Battlefield 2042 and pretty much stole the show for me. 
With this mode, the future is very bright for Battlefield 2042, and I can only hope it will overshadow the mislaunch that happened on release date. So, Battlefield Portal. If you have not really dove into what Battlefield 2042 is really about uh, this year and um, what is um, kind of wrapped around this game, Battlefield Portal stands out on its own as definitely one of the best modes that EA and DICE have ever created for a game. And that's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it, no question. Um, it is a phenomenal experience. You can literally jump directly into the game, no matter um, where you're at, what you're doing, and, um, you know, play any version of Battlefield that they have available on there. So if you wanted to play 2042, then great, you could play it. But jumping on Portal, you could play Battlefield 1942, Battlefield Bad Company 2, Battlefield 3, um, and then, of course, you know, Battlefield 2042. Or you can jump into some of these custom games that have, you know, Battlefield 1942 facing off against Battlefield 2042. Or, you know, one of the modes that's really popular on the servers right now is the zombie mode. To where basically there's like, I think, 10 or 20 Battlefield 2042 uh, soldiers. And then everyone else is, you know, World War II soldiers with just knives and uh it's a pretty fantastic experience just the fact that you can literally like jump in and play whatever mode of the game that you want to is really cool to me uh you know of course when the game first launched they had a lot of like xp farming um because there was certain bugs that were letting a lot of people boost their xp uh, i didn't partake in any of that i just really just jumped in there's sometimes that i feel like i want to play battlefield 3 or i want to play you know battlefield 1942 and not have to have seven games downloaded onto my console uh to experience that and the fact that i can just jump right into portal and do so is fantastic what is not fantastic about this experience is the lack of voice chat and the lack of some type of traditional scoreboard I don't understand particularly why they made this decision because to me, this is a really brash decision to launch a game that is like 99.9% .9 all online and not have any type of voice chat on launch day. Like, what are you guys thinking, man? Like, I love you dudes. Like, I love EA. I love DICE. But what are you guys thinking? It doesn't make any sense to me. It literally... As a gamer that plays mainly first-person shooter online experiences with his friends and, you know, does a lot of that gaming, it really turns me off from the game. I can't communicate uh, directly with my squad or with my teammates because there's no voice chat. And when you get down into modes like, um, uh, when you get down into modes like Hazard Zone, you know, it's a, it's a competitive version of of basically they're 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 doing their own type of warzone ass uh ass <laughs> warzone esque <laughs> warzone esque game in here to where basically you go in there you get you know critical drive data and once you collect like two or three of them you and your squad can uh exfiltrate the area and then win the match and by doing so you get you know certain 
by meeting these challenges, you get uh, dark market credits, and then you can get different loadouts and all this other stuff, and it's really cool. But I can't communicate with my team. Like, if I jump into a random match with somebody, I can't just do voice chat. Bro, like, I would love proximity chat or something. Like, I don't understand why they made this decision to do no voice chat. And then even getting down into, like, the scoreboard aspect. You change the entire aspect of the scoreboard to where you, you can't particularly just straight up see your kill to death ratio you have to see your squad's kill to death ratio combined as one score i don't know why you guys thought that that would be a good idea to change you know what i'm saying i, I can't do text to chat on console directly with a lot of people and dude i'm gonna tell you right now there's not barely any people that are going to be playing a first person shooter like this game that are going to be really looking at text to chat it shouldn't even be a discussion. It should have been like one of the first things that was worked on. Like if, hey, Battlefield's going to be straight up online, what are we going to do? Well, we got to make sure to have a good voice chat. That's what should have been brought up right out the gate. But with that being said, the overall aspect of Battlefield 2042 is a fun experience. Battlefield 2042 is great. I do wish that they would have just left the classes alone and not brought specialists because... I feel that these specialists aren't that special. You know what I'm saying? They literally just have a couple of tendencies and stuff like that, but you can change their weapon loadouts to whatever you want. So, you know, in the classes, you can only, you know, use so many of so many types of weapons, um, but I just don't feel the necessary need for the specialists. But with that being said, on the core aspect of Battlefield 2042, the game is good. You know, I feel that it is getting a lot more hate than it, it's probably deserved to get. Do they deserve the hate right out the bat? I, I feel that it's necessary to let them know how we are feeling about certain aspects of this game. No question. But to be review bombed, I disagree with that 100%. You know, and I, I stand next to my review um, 100%, you know, 3.5 out of 5. I think it's fair. Um, and Battlefield Portal is the future of the Battlefield series. I'm telling you guys right here and now, Battlefield Portal is something that is going to be, um, is, go is not something that is going to be going away. It's going to be something that probably EA and DICE definitely use for a very, very long time. So, <sighs> with that being said, guys, we're going to go ahead and jump into some gaming news topics but before that please make sure to help me out head on over to popple.co use the code second opinion pro and save yourself 20 percent right now on a popple if you don't know what a popple is it is a, a device that instantly shares your social profiles uh wherever and whenever um at your whim so it's a really cool device. You can uh, attach it to the back of your phone. They have many different ways of uh, using Popple now. They have Popple wristbands. They have Popple cards as well. If you're just used to the more traditional aspect of a card, you tap it to the top of an iPhone, middle of an Android, and it'll share your Popple profile that has all your social media um, 
URLs or, you know, if you have a video that you're trying to show a friend, you know, you with Popple Pro, you can do the um, embedding videos uh, on your on your profile and just tap it to someone's phone and then do a direct share of that exact video. And it's a really, really cool product. Um, there's a lot of different ways of customizing it as well. You can do custom uh, versions of Popples. Um, you can have your logo. You can do whatever. It's a really, really cool uh, device. So definitely make sure to head on over to popple.co and use the code Second Opinion Pro to save yourself 20% right now. With that being said, let's get into the top gaming news topics for this week. And man, oh man, the day has finally come. Dying Light 2 Stay Human has officially gone gold two months ahead of its release. Techland announced that Dying Light Stay Human has gone gold and is ready for production. Two months ahead of its scheduled release. Uh, this is very great news, especially since the game has been pushed for some time. And uh, I know that Boltz is very excited. If he was here right now, he would be saying, thank fucking God. But with that said, the lead game designer did state this. The fact that the game is done and we hit the gold status two months before the release is a great sign. But it doesn't mean that the team is done with its work. There's still some upgrades and tweaks that we want to add, community feedback to implement, but the base is solid and ready to play. That is a fantastic, fantastic message from the lead game designer, um, and I'm so, so ready for this game. The game will be coming out February 4th of 2022 for PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, which is a cloud version, as well as PC. So, the game's gone gold. It's been pushed back for some time now, but I am totally fine with that because you got to think about it like this. The As he said, the, the game is now officially solid. It is ready to play. But now they have two months after announcing that it's gold. They have two months to do even more fine-tuning, more tweaks, adding community feedback implements, and all kinds of stuff. This game, I'm telling you guys, I am going to be shocked if this game is not going to be pretty much near perfection. Um, and we can't wait to play Techland's Dying Light 2 Stay Human. Um, and I really hope that I'm going to have the time uh, to do some videos on that game. So, also, another game that is getting a good uh, chunk of uh, fixes <laughs> is Rockstar's Grand Theft Auto, the Definitive Edition, the Trilogy. So, there's a ton of fixes coming. Um, just a couple of them. Uh, one of the ones that's coming to GTA 3, fix an issue where the rain appears underwater when falling. Uh, fix an issue where players, uh, uh, where the player was able to stretch a two-seater vehicle using the car crusher, which is crazy. Fix an issue where the mission title would linger on the screen too long and uh, at the beginning of any mission. Um, for instance, you know, in San Andreas, they did an update recently to where the rain is fixed. There's more fog. Um, a lot of the basically um, uh, a lot of the 
small graphical things that were ported over from some of these ports um, have been fixed and made look 10 times better. The problem, though, is, is that the Switch version was, at the point of being so bad, it was almost unplayable. So it does say the changes, uh, the changes listed are for all versions except the Switch, which still will be receiving adjustments in the next few days. It just goes to show portion, uh, porting games can be hard to do, especially when the project involves three large sandbox experiences. Uh, um, and that's very true. Uh, it's extremely true. Um, I do have to say as well, most of these uh, topics are sourced from Game Informer, uh, so definitely make sure to check them out. Uh, but yeah, so first off, I, I've got to say, I've been playing the Definitive Edition of uh, Grand Theft Auto 3, uh, San Andreas, and Vice City, and I've been really loving my experience. Um, now, mind you, I've played a lot. So I have played, you know, Grand Theft Auto 3, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and San Andreas a lot in its original state. So it's probably uh, something that I didn't even realize was wrong with the game. I was just like, wow, it's at 60 frames. Wow, it's more shiny. You know, so the fact that a lot of these people realized that some of these issues uh, were happening, I didn't realize it. To be frank, I had no clue. I, I didn't realize that there was any problem with these games. I had no technical issues on my end from what it seemed. But now that they've updated it, I am seeing that, okay, well, you know, some of this stuff does look better. You know, the, the fact that, you know, there is fog, a little bit more fog. The fact that the rain doesn't look like, you know, giant white drips of rain coming down on you in San Andreas, you know, or whatever, you know. I didn't realize that these were issues at all. So with that being said, <laughs> uh, moving on to the next topic at hand, a new sons of the forest trailer has been released and the game will be officially releasing spring of 2022. So the game is releasing May 20th of 2022 and I am very excited. Uh, it is coming out for PC, uh, but I do hope that it does have a console release eventually. But The Forest uh, is something that me and George, or Captain Thinstash, as he goes on YouTube, definitely make sure to check him out, have been playing recently. And um, I plan on trying to set some time aside that him and me are able to record more episodes. I think right now we have three or four episodes recorded. We'll be uploading those very soon. But the game looks wild, bro. I mean, it, it looks honestly really, really wild. Um, as horrifying as you would expect it to look. Um, if you haven't played The Forest, definitely make sure to check it out. I think it's only like nine bucks right now on Xbox. Uh, actually, on Xbox, it's on Game Pass, if I'm correct. But um, it is only 9 bucks on PlayStation, uh, so definitely make sure to check it out for sure. But The Forest 2 is coming very soon. Um, so it's, it, it's a wild game. It, 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 it makes you craft a lot of stuff. It is a very crazy survival game. Your plane crashes into an island, your son's taken away from you, and you have to find your son and survive. And it is a very wild game, but it is definitely something that is a lot more fun playing in co-op online with your friends. Um, I have been told uh, it is 
even more uh, thrilling to play with four people uh, because you have good backup. Uh, me and George have been playing just him and me alone, and it's been a little tough, but we're making it through. So it does say new variations of mutants um, are in the game uh, and will require new weapons to be bested. Shotguns, stun batons, and more will aid you along your way in this open world. But damn, does it look good, man. It looks really, really fantastic, and I can't wait to dive into this game when it does eventually come on to the console uh, realm. So, Battlefield news. Respawn's Vince Zampel becomes head of Battlefield amidst, wilder, <laughs> amidst wider franchise changes that include creation of the Battlefield universe. So, this is one of the things that has been happening um, since the launch of Battlefield. So in a new report by GameSpot, these shakeups and changes are detailed, including news that Respawn's Entertain Respawn Entertainment's lead Vince Lam Zampel, the person currently in charge of Apex Legends and other studio projects, is now heading Battlefield. In this new position, Zampel will manage both his Respawn projects and serve as the overall boss of Battlefield. So this is really huge. Okay, so EA's COO had this to say. He creates uh, culture-defying entertainment um, that resonates beyond games, and that's why we have entrusted him with this new position. We are bringing one of the most influential and talented individuals in the entertainment to the franchise that is ready to be unleashed into the modern era of gaming. It's an extraordinary uh, inflection uh, it's it's an, an extraordinary inflection point uh, in gaming history. His ability to lead studios and bring developers together so they can create world-class experiences unmatched. I believe the structure, process, and vision he will bring uh, uh, to the Battlefield series to excel uh, this series uh, will be something that we have never before seen. No one knows shooters and live services better than Vince does. And that is the truth. Vince Vince Zampel is is a uh, mastermind whenever it comes down to these type of experiences. And I think that he will be able to bring a lot to the uh, Battlefield universe, uh, and which is what they're pretty much calling it now. They're they're saying that these ripples <clears throat> are happening all across the board. And they are building a new development team in Seattle uh, focused on injecting more storytelling into the Battlefield universe. So, as you can tell, it seems that not only did this affect, not only did this affect the fans, but it really shook up the studio and they were like, okay, listen, people are not happy with this. We got to get this fixed now if we're going to have any chance of trying to take down the giant uh, that is Call of Duty. Um, and man, I don't know. I think Zampel will do great things for the battlefield, uh, series. I do think, as I said, he will probably extremely jump into like headfirst into battlefield portal. I feel that portal is going to have a lot to offer for their fans over the next, you know, coming years. And I think that if you're a Battlefield fan, you should be excited for what uh, Vince Zampel is, is going to bring to these live services. Um, so something kind of shitty I want to talk about, man. Something else that just happened recently. 
Hazelight Studio, the team behind A Way Out and this year's It Takes Two, which is a fantastic game, has abandoned the trademark behind It Takes Two after Take-Two Interactive filed a trademark claim against it. Um, And this is fucking ridiculous. Let me just say that. That's the best way of saying it. It's fucking ridiculous. So Eurogamer reached out to Hazelight for comment, but it was told that the studio cannot comment on the ongoing dispute. Hopefully it will be resolved sometime soon. I mean, it's ridiculous. It takes two. It is literally a game about two parents that are, you know, shrunk down into dolls and they're learning to better work with themselves and try to work through, you know, the impeding divorce that they're having and all this. It's fucking crazy, bro. I mean, it honestly is. Um, I, I don't really understand that why this is happening, but... Mike Futter um, wrote this on Twitter. He said, The trademark conflict means that Hazelight cannot protect the name, not that they will be forced to change it. Uh, They could change it if they wanted to to protect the name, but honestly, it'll probably not worth their time. So basically, you know, all they were trying to do was just trademark the name It Takes Two. And Take Two Entertainment was like, Okay, well, no, because Take Two is our name. I just think it's fucking stupid. I mean, honestly, it's it's a fucking name and a game. You know, I mean, if they want to protect it, let them protect it. It says it takes two. You know, that's like me hitting somebody up that had a, a podcast called The Third Opinion Podcast. I mean, it's fucking crazy, bro. Honestly. Um, I just had to state that. I, I just, it really, really bugs me and pisses me off that they even decided to go after them. On that fucking bogus-ass claim. It's crazy, dude. Um, so lastly, in our main talking point, um, it has been reported that Sony is uh, developing a new subscription service to compete with Microsoft's Xbox Game Pass. Um, this has been going around for some time, but sources say that the service is called, or codenamed Spartacus, it will allow PlayStation owners to pay a monthly fee for access to a catalog of modern and classic games. They went on to say that Spartacus is expected to roll out in spring of 2022, is likely to be on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. So there's supposed to be three tiers to this service. Um, and I'm guessing with these tiers, um, I'm guessing with these tiers, maybe like if there is a like a higher paid tier, like $19.99, You'll be able to do all different types of stuff. But what they're saying is that it, it, it's nuts to me. I don't know. It says the full details right here. Spartacus service will still uh, be ironed out. But the current strategy from what is being said, tier one would maintain existing PlayStation Plus benefits, which provide free games to players to own and is also required to play, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, play whatever, play online. Tier two would provide PlayStation subscribe uh, these subscribers with a large category of PlayStation Four games and PlayStation Five games. Tier three would include extended demos, game streaming, and a library of classic titles from PlayStation One, PlayStation Two, PS Three, and PSP. So over the years, you know, uh, Sony and their PlayStation brand have been uh, on the winning side of the console war between. PlayStation and Xbox, uh, selling over six uh, 116 million PlayStation 4 units to Xbox 
50 million units. Even now, PlayStation 5 has outsold uh, more than 13 million units, where Xbox Series X and S has only sold nearly around 8 million. Yet, the one area PlayStation seems unable to set its footing is when it comes down to streaming and uh, subscription services. So, of course, real quick, big shout out to Matt. Matt was the one that wrote this article. Uh, Matt um, Maliaris over on Cinelinks.com. But, yes, I agree with Matt. One of the biggest problems that PlayStation had is over, over the last couple of years is their PlayStation Now service. It is not fun, okay? That's just plain and simple. That's coming from somebody that does love Sony. But let's just be honest. PlayStation Now sucks. I mean, it really does, guys. Like, what the fuck is PlayStation Now even about? You know, like, you can't... There's only certain games you can download, okay, first and foremost. Um, Now, let's compare PlayStation Now directly as a service to Xbox Game Pass. On PlayStation Now, you can download certain games, and they have to be... Um, PS4 titles, um, certain PS3 titles you can you can download, but for the most part, there's a lot of them that you you have to stream. There's a ton of games that you have to stream on Xbox Game Pass. I could literally pay it monthly, or pay three months, or pay six months, or pay for a year, and I can download every single game on that console. Now, whenever you compare both of the services in live service features. This is a problem that I have with Xbox, is that if the game system is disconnected from the internet, you cannot play the games that are downloaded. Now, on PlayStation, if you have them downloaded already to your system, then you can play them. No problem. So, um, there's there's pros and cons to each one of these, but when you look at the services as a whole, you know, Xbox has been knocking the fucking ball out of the park every single time. Now, if this PlayStation... Uh, Spartacus service is real and is something that is going to um, actually come to fruition with these three tiers, then it is probably going to be really successful for PlayStation, especially if right out the bat you're able to download and play games from PS1, PS2, PS3, PSP, and PS4. You know, that's going to be a really large library of games for you to play. Uh, but this has been something that has been rumored for quite some time. It's been rumored since Xbox Game Pass became largely successful. So I don't really know exactly how much um, how much uh, hope I want to really put into this. If PlayStation does it and they pull it off, then great. But if PlayStation doesn't do this Spartacus service, then they really have got to start focusing on... Um, you know, quality of life aspects, you know, making the PlayStation 5 experience better than what it is now, you know, making uh, more games to counteract um, Xbox Game Pass, you know, um, but I don't know, really. I just know that at this point in time right now, I am enjoying the time that I spend on my PlayStation 5 and I'm enjoying the time that I spend on my Xbox Series S. I think there's good qualities of both of these consoles. Um, I do feel like Xbox Series S is Xbox Series S and X are the better deal to get if you're looking for an overall value, um, and that's just the truth. The overall value of the Microsoft uh, platform right now, compared to something that Sony has, you can't beat it. You know what I'm saying? Xbox Game Pass is is uh, is just an all around deal. Um, and when it comes down to, especially now with me being a parent, 
You know, if I had, if my kids uh, were played as many video games as I did, I wouldn't. I mean, it would be Xboxes for both of them, no question. You know, because the value of being able to pl- pay for a year subscription to Xbox Game Pass and um, you know them enjoy the games that are on there without having to pay any type of additional fees or charges or whatever else. That's the way to go, man. That's the way to go. So if you are looking for something throughout the holidays and your kid really doesn't care if it's a PS5 or an Xbox, get an Xbox. That's just me, you know, but I'm telling you, if you're looking for something of value, then get an Xbox. No question. So we did do our gifts, um, our geek gifts and geek gift ideas um, recently on Cinelinks as well. And I have to say, a lot of these are, uh, you know, pretty fantastic. But, you know, that's just, you know, I'm talking about my, my list, of course. So uh, there was a good chunk of really cool geek gifts and uh, different things that uh, you should definitely check out. Um, head over to Cinelinks.com to see the full list. But some of the ones that I uh, that I actually had put on here that I think are, are, are great uh, gifts to buy uh, geek-wise, uh, there's a Zelda whiskey glass set, and it's 55 bucks, And it, it looks phenomenal. <laughs> Uh, you definitely need to make sure to head on over to Amazon and check it out. But it is a, it is a beautiful glass set. It comes with a coaster. It comes inside of this engraved uh, wooden box. And uh, it looks really cool. So uh, if you're looking for something in that standard. And then the Dragon Ball Z uh, Kami symbol hoodie, $49. Um, of course... Really cool right here. I just thought this uh, was a fascinating um, thing. But if you're into books or if you want something really cool to hold up your games, a pair of LED light-up portal bookends. So really cool. It shows, you know, the orange and the blue portal, you know, a a guy running through each side of it. Really awesome. It lights up uh, 36 bucks. If you're looking for a geek gift, that is definitely one that you need to check out. Um, and then lastly, but definitely not least, um, this is for sure uh, the one that you need to check out, the Elder Scrolls Official Cookbook. So this is actually something that I ended up getting myself. And uh, I'm hoping that in the next like week or so, me and my wife are going to be able to make some sweet rolls. But 1919, that's the price, 1919. Big-ass thick cookbook. And have a bunch of really cool ass, uh, really cool holiday uh, meals with the Elder Scrolls cookbook. So definitely make sure to check it out. But anyways, guys, this is it. Episode 331. Uh, Make sure to check back soon for another episode. Um, Plan on having another one in the next few days. Um, I just want you guys to know I love you and I appreciate you. And I miss you. Take it easy, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Peace out. Was that fun? Yeah. That was fun. This was another opinionated episode of the Second Opinion Podcast. Check out the podcast on Anchor FM, Spotify, iTunes, and Cinelinks.com. Also, check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Second Opinion Podcast, for tons of gaming content coming soon.